Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. with that mic in your hand. It's time for school. Rock school. With your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. And you talked about off-air, and I just bring it up real quick, uh, the idea that do we really want to put this to Congress? Do you remember when they talked to the guy who was in charge of TikTok? Uh-huh. And like three people called it TikTok. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show here on the Rock School Radio Network. I'm Joe Burns. You are? Tammy Burns. Okay, look, Tammy, I I told you before we started recording this, I'm not sure I've got this idea or this show topic fleshed out very well, only because I don't think you can flesh it out. I think it's an idea of let me tell you what's happening, and then we'll kind of make decisions and kind of give opinions, but... I remember one time some politician said, well, we have to pass the bill to find out what's in it. I think AI is something we're going to have to go through to find out what's in it. Do you, has anything in your world, your world of pharmaceutical, has anything happened with, say, chat GPT? Is AI getting in the way anywhere? I have heard nothing about nothing. it. Nothing. Okay. Well, I've got students that are doing it, and I've had a few papers that were handed in that I, I'm almost positive there's a, a writing style to it. I'm almost positive they were chat GPTs. The problem is you can't then run it through a, a finder. Now, those of you who know about AI. So yeah, there's about 10 finders out there, but all they can do is say, we believe this came from an AI something or other. Are and, they free or do you have oh, to Oh, they're pay? free. Oh, okay. I'm sure, I'm sure there's some pay ones, but I've used them. Uh-huh. And it says 70% chance that this was done by an AI. I, I can't bring a kid on the carpet for policy violations with 70%. Wow. So, but look, this is a music show and we'll start with this. There was a group that was created at South by Southwest a couple years ago. It's called the Human Artistry Coalition. So if you want to go see it, uh, humanartistrycampaign.com. So I know those two C's aren't correct. They aren't equal to one another. But the HAC, the Human Artistry Coalition at humanartistrycampaign.com, it's a group that is asking for responsible AI creation. Uh, okay, that's fine. And when you arrive at their website, it states, first thing out of the gate, artificial intelligence is exciting and could move things forward or set us back further than ever, but AI can never replace human creativity and accomplishment. And then they ask you to sign a petition. I signed it. Okay, what, I, are, yeah. what are... What are We're signing a petition that says what? Okay, I'm going to tell you. This group, the Human Artistry Coalition, has created a seven-point item that they want to, I don't know. What do you want to do with it? Now we have it. It's like a cardboard sign at a protest. 
has anyone ever looked at a cardboard sign and gone, yes, you're right. I should do that. I mean, I understand why you do it. The thing about this group is that they have major, major players like the Federation of Musicians, the AFL-CIO, the RIAA, that's the Record Industry Association of America, BMI, and a slew of federations. This is no small element. So what are these things they want people to agree with? And I I would love to know what the petition actually would do. Let's say it passes. To who? Are we going to take this to Congress? Is this going to become law? Is this going to be something we expect to impose upon an audience? And the reason I ask this, and we'll get to this a little bit later on, it said... In the, in the statement da, 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 that you signed the petition after, uh, AI can never replace human creativity and accomplishment. I don't know that that's true. I really don't. Oh, that's scary. And the reason I say that is because our charming 16-year-old daughter got up at the crack of tomorrow and wandered past me trying to get a cup of coffee. And I said to her, let me ask you a question, dear. If there's a song and you like it there's a song and you like it and you later learn that that piece of music was created solely by an ai program would that bother you and without even breathing Mm -hmm. she went no Uh -uh. a song is a song is a song is a song and i thought to myself god that sounds like me talking to me (sighs) and she said i could care less if it's a song that i like i don't care And therein lies the problem with this. And you're going to hear me say this the whole way through the show today. Cognitive dissonance. Do you know what that means? Uh, Explain it to me. It means trying to hold two competitive statements in your head at the same time. It creates dissonance. This idea that a a university should be a gun-free campus, but... That invites a person. I've I've just been watching something about more shootings. So that's the reason this came out. But what that might do is bring a shooter to a place where it advertises there is no protection. Right. But at the same time, if you dislike guns, you have to realize that a gun might keep the person at bay. The shooter in... in, uh, why can't I come up with it? Memphis uh-huh. specifically stated that she wanted to go other places, but they had weaponry there. And that ran into a problem. Mm. That's cognitive dissonance. Both statements are correct, Ooh. but they can't live side by side to one another. And I wow. know those of you who study cognitive dissonance, it isn't perfectly that, but I'm in the ballpark, right? Woo. So when we come back, I'm going to tell you what the core principles are of this human artistry coalition, and we'll see if they're actually something that can be done. So we're going to play some songs today. They're all about computers and stuff like that. And this is one from my latest album called Tools of the Trade. You can find it. Go to any streaming service. Joe Burns, Tools of the Trade. This is called If the Computers Are Down here on Rock School. And why is it? 
must all give a damn without posting on Instagram. second break of the show let me sort of backtrack a little bit here what is it is it the human artist uh, artistry coalition is it the campaign i showed uh tammy because she said well which is it is it coalition or campaign i showed her about 10 different i'm just gonna pull it up here i showed her about 10 different stories on it it's called coalition it's called campaign it's called all kinds of different words that kind of mean the same thing i can just tell you that i see it mostly as human artistry coalition however the name of the website is human artistry campaign it's probably campaign but didn't i show you about four websites where they called it yeah it, it sounds like it's campaign so if we're talking the idea of cognitive dissonance there you go so if you want to find it once again human artistry campaign read their petition and i'm going to tell you basically what they say right now here are the core principles that they want to be 
again, do the, the government, musicians, the record buyers, you, you can't turn this into law, but number one, technology has long empowered human expression and AI will be no different. Okay, fine. It says here AI uh, is and will increasingly play a role to assist the creative process. Therein lies my main cognitive dissonance. I don't think it will assist the creative process. I think it will do it. The reason is it's financially viable. If you can really write something where it will create songs that people like, you don't have to pay an artist, you don't have to pay distribution, you don't have to pay any of that stuff. Wow. It just creates it. That's number one. Number two, humans create human created works will continue to play an essential role in our lives. Okay, nice, very good. Number three, use of copyrighted works and the use of voices and likenesses of professional performers requires authorization, licensing, and compliance with all relevant laws. That's a nice statement. However, it already exists. I remember when Donald Trump said, I'm going to expand the, the laws so I can bring more defamation against it. There's nothing wrong with the current defamation laws. You know, he talked about the, the, uh, uh, the news media getting things wrong. The news media get things wrong all the time. Right. It's called journalistic truth. Right. It's the, the facts as we know them. If there's a shooting and the, uh, the, the people on the news say there's three dead, and then they find out later on there's seven dead, d- did they create defamation? I don't think so. No, they were just telling the facts as they knew them. So that's, I think that's more of a throw your fist in the air type thing. Governments, this is number four, governments should not create new copyright or other intellectual property exemptions that allow AI developers to exploit creators without permission or compensation. That is the first one that truly in my mind creates cognitive dissonance. You're not going to have any choice. You are literally not going to have any choice because a person is going to create a song using AI. Mm-hmm. Then that person will come and attempt to copyright the song. You can't have it as a binary thing. It can't be yes or no because the person is going to say, I only want to copyright the parts that I indeed did. So you're going to have to create an entirely new category that is a partial copyright to which you say to me, Joe, there already is a partial copyright. And I know. I just copyrighted an entire album. And there was a song on there where I played two classical pieces as part of the guitar solo. And so I had to tell them, this song is in is in the uh, public domain, and I performed it, so I don't have even a performance copyright concern. And so it there is a partial to it. This, you're going to have to create something new that will simply encompass AI. Then the argument becomes, if you copyright it partially, who gets the partial copyright? Is it the artist or is it the company that made it? If you read more and more of these cloud-based pieces of software, there's really murky language in a lot of them that let's say you use a cloud-based piece of software and you make something that really becomes super-duper wow It's murky language that they may be able to come and say, hey, you used our software to make that, so we get part of it. Oh, my gosh. That's... Okay. There's three more, and I'll come back and I'll read the rest of them to you. I told you I don't have a direct answer to this stuff because we got to pass the bill to actually see what's in it. Here's St. Vincent, Digital Witness on Rock School. Good. 
We've done the first, uh, what did we do, four? Yeah, we did the first four of the Human Artistry Coalition campaign. And we'll continue on now. We'll do number five here. This is, uh, if you go to their website, once again, humanartistrycampaign.com, they have a petition they want you to sign. And here are the things they're interested in. Again, not sure who they're going to give it to uh, once it's signed. Okay, now they've got 500,000 signatures. Now what? Now what? Uh, number five, copyright should only protect the unique value of human intellectual creativity. Yeah, I agree. Which means there should be a copyright for something made completely by a human being and then a totally separate copyright for something that's back and forth. And I can tell you something I've also heard people talking about, and that's the idea that you've probably seen this where they kind of forced McDonald's to make salads. Right. So what they did is they overtly taxed something else. Uh-huh. So what happened was now the hamburgers cost too much. I don't know that this is specifically McDonald's, but the hamburgers cost too much. Right. And that they then subsidized the salads, uh-huh. forcing people to, you know, pay for the salad go anyway. for the salad, right? right. Because they and, and people don't want that. I remember when McDonald's made a big woo about the fact that they were putting their calories on the side of everything. Uh-huh. And it wasn't because they think you're a nice person and they want to help you with your knowledge base, your cognitive knowledge. I think what they wanted was to sort of appease some food group people who wanted you to see that, oh, my gosh, look at how much, you know, in terms of calories, these large French fries are. I got to be honest with you. I don't care. I don't either. I want the fries. If they would sell me a physical bucket of fries and I could get it through the drive-thru while somebody screamed at me that I'm a slob for buying it, I'd still buy it. Uh, Give me a large Coke with that too, please. Diet Coke. Diet Coke, please. (laughs) It's the same thing with smoking. I smoked for decades until I married you. Uh You're a respiratory therapist and that put an end to that. But- I knew what it said on the side of the package. What did it say? Well, I don't remember exactly. Surgeon but General Warning. You got it. And and I don't think any smoker in the world doesn't understand fully that what he or she is doing is bad for them. Right. They just simply ignore. Okay. Number six, trustworthiness and transparency are essential to the success of AI and protection of creators. Right. You gotta, I, I really think this is where the law does stick in. You've got to tell us what part of this is AI. There's a couple bills before Congress. They're not going to get passed. It's the idea of if you're doing a deep fake, you must label it as such. Okay, I'm sure the people who are good will do that. The people who want to do harm will not do that, you know. Uh, By the way, getting back to the last thing about making someone pay too much money, Uh I think you could do it the copyright you make a copyright that that i get it cost me 85 dollars right but if i used ai the copyright costs 600 dollars <gasps> you know i, I oh my gosh i, I see know what you're saying that yeah. makes people upset and the last one number seven creators interests must be represented by policy making policy of who 
Do you mean the RIAA? Do you mean the government? Says your policymakers must consider the interests of human creators when crafting policy around AI. I agree. I absolutely agree. The problem is you're not dealing with this idea of only the creator. The creator is just the first step. Then you've got to get someone to listen to it and whether they like it or not. Mm -hmm. So let's say, you know, somebody creates an entire song on AI and it's a good song. Well, to quote my daughter, a good song is a good song is a good song is a good song. And I don't really think people will much care. Therein lies the cognitive dissonance of the whole thing. I came, wow. up, I came up with two major music cognitive dissonance concerns. Number one, we all want music, but we're unwilling to pay for it. Uh-huh. Now, someone's going to say that's not true. I spend $5 a month to get uh, Spotify. Spotify, Pandora, what have you. Okay, $5. That's usually less than you do with a cup of coffee. It is the greatest $5 I spend all month. I love, I love it. it. But you see, you're not buying music. Mm-hmm. You're buying access right. to music. And no one's getting paid. That's the biggest, in my mind, the biggest cognitive dissonance. You want this music. You want it to be new and interesting and what have you. But you're unwilling to pay someone who did it. If you're a creative person, and I consider myself one, I write books, I play music, I make this this thing here. I can't tell you how many times... Somebody has said to me, I want you to do this for me. Okay, it costs this much. No, 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 you're doing it for experience. When experience can pay my light bill and buy me a hot dog, then I'll worry about oh, it. Oh, my gosh. So the number two major music cognitive dissonance to me was we want the artists we love to be paid, but we don't want to be the ones who do it. They want, people want the artist to be paid, but... They, you know, I gave you my $5. What more do you want? Well, a lot more. Right. I'd say we have we have talked about this on this show 11 jillion times. Can, and I've asked, I've, I've interviewed some really major people, not on this show, but other uh, artists uh, through my school and such. And I have said to them, do you think a person can still make a living as a musician? And their answer is usually a qualified yes. But it's a hustle. But it's a hustle. Is there going to be a a um, an app that we go on and listen to music that was before AI sure. and after AI? Yeah, but see, <laughs> and you're you're gonna you're gonna know where the you know where the music was written with AI. Is that is that ever gonna happen? It's it's a fair question. It's a, I think you should. I think it should be well labeled. But but here's the thing. AI allows so much more than the average person can do. Just for the hay of it, I have a a young man in my audio class who's wheelchair-bound. He's disabled. And he knows people that have these things attached to their head that allow them to make their wheelchair move simply by the movement of their eyes and their brain. Right now... There are programs that you can feed all this music into, nothing but Nirvana songs, and it will spit out a new Nirvana song. Oh, my gosh. Now, imagine this in the future. Mm-hmm. There's, this, there's a tremendous amount of research into frequencies. The frequencies of a song are what make the song to you. What if, indeed, instead of having you listen to the song, we simply feed the frequencies to you through this attachment in your head... And you 
receive the dopamine and the serotonin. And as you've said multiple times, music to you is always a memory. Mm-hmm. When you listen to Photograph by um, Ringo Starr, you think of some ice cream shop right. in your home, right? hometown. Imagine if all you have to do is think. And what it will do is, oh, gee, I want to hear Panama by Van Halen. Mm-hmm. What it will do is give you a burst of frequencies and you will believe that you have heard the song. Oh, my gosh. And people say, you know, well, people will never go for that. Really? Really? We got to take a break. Who is, and that's, this is a long break period. Who's listening to us on the show? WXZY Kane, PA. Back in a minute on Rock School. Okay, coming out of the break. Now, there is no way this comes out of my mouth sounding good. But when you're dealing with musicians, there's levels of talent. Mm -hmm. And they're all wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. However, I have known some people that that couldn't hold a tune if it was written on a rock and they were carrying a bucket. Yeah. With all the equipment. Right now, there are apps you can download that you sing into them and it it uses auto-tune and your voice is gorgeous. And not just cute auto-tune like the, the rappers like Cher that, like that goes and all that. No, that they, it turns you into something. Wow. So is this, and this is this is not going to come out right. Let no it out. Let I it say, out. Come on. Are we going to start hearing music from some very untalented people? Oh, is that wrong? Oh, my God. Is that you, wrong? You mean someone who has never played an instrument. Someone who's never studied music. Just kind of went da-da-da-da-da and ta-da. Who knows? Who can hold a tune. Vice.com. Oh, no, no, no. Wait. Oh, you're back? We're not done with this. Okay, go ahead. What if they hit? Well, that's a question. What if now, they have a hit? Well, what happens what now they have daughter, to play it live? What if your daughter likes it? Yeah, I know. <sighs> what happens when they have to play it live? Let's be honest. When you go see Britney Spears, she lip syncs because she's she dances so much. So you're just paying to see Britney Spears. When you go to see Mariah Carey, a lot of her stuff is on tape. You're just right. paying to see Mariah Carey. Isn't the new musical artist the person you simply go see, go look at, and then you well, listen to the tape? Well, I can do that on TV. Why would I pay money? Fair question. My my thinking is Millie Vanilli anymore would be a hit today and no one would care. Oh, my. You are so right. Vice, yep. Vice.com told the story of a fan sending lyrics to Nick Cage of Nick Cage and the Bad Seeds. Now, look, Nick Cage is, is grumpy to begin with, but he replied, this is a grotesque mockery of what it is to be human and replication as travesty. The lyrics came from uh, ChatGPT. The fan thought it would be funny to say, write some lyrics in the format of Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Uh, And he read it, and this is what he said. He said, songwriting is a struggle that forces us to confront our own vulnerability and smallness. In short, to write a really good song, one that can be considered art, you must have experienced mortal pain. I think comedians will tell you the same. It's it's comedy out of pain. They have it. Ooh, speaking of comedians. Yeah. Is this going to happen with them as well? Sure. 
somebody's sure. just going to go on and say, write me a joke? Look, I believe with every part of me that soon we have these Fitbits and these Apple Watches. Soon these things are going to start keeping track of not only your heartbeat and your, your blood pressure and all that, but also your hormones. And it will know when you're sad. It will know when you're happy. It will know when you're something morose, to use a 50-cent word. Mm -hmm. And what it then could do is learn from you that when you're sad, this is the song you want to hear. I, I believe, those of you who, who believe in, in a supreme being, I believe this is what heaven is. Literally everything you do is exactly what you wanted at that time. You ever eaten a, a piece of food and it's like, God, that is exactly what I wanted. Right. That will be your life. And I think we're going to get close enough. And I, I even think, I said this to my students and they kind of went, whoa. I think the interior of a house will not be painted. It will all be some kind of a material that can change and, and chameleon. So you walk into this house and out of the clear blue sky, it knows that you feel bad and it changes the wall color to something that makes you feel better. Well, then why, in this scenario, why would you ever need to leave your house? Fair question. It's, uh, it's a communication theory called cocooning. You cocoon yourself in your house. Yep, yep, Did yep. we not do that during COVID? Yes. And it, it led to a lot of alcoholism. It led to a lot of depression. And when I see my university wanting to do more and more in online classes, I'm in no position to say anything. But I speak up and I say, this is absolutely wrong. People need to be with people. I agree. Thank you. People, people who need people. A long-term... Artificial intelligence and automation is going to be taking over so much of what gives humans a feeling and a purpose. That's Matt Bellamy, lead singer of Muse. He's absolutely right. The problem is, what if it makes the person happy? To, to once again open my mouth about theory, there's a theory called uses and gratifications. Why does a person do something? It's because they're gratified by it. Why does this person, you know, talk about how his life is horrible and all that? He's gratified by it in some way. It's so everybody goes, oh, poor you, or something like that. It uh -huh. makes him happy. Uh -huh. What if the person's gratified by a piece of music made by a computer? He or she won't care. Oof. Eh. And on we go. Got to play a song. Uh, let's do Muse, Algorithm, here on Rock School. into the bottom of the hour way late i'm joe burns you are tammy burns if you're interested the copyright office has launched a new artificial intelligence initiative did it in march of 2023 it states ai generated items cannot have copyrighted permission except they are launching this artificial intelligence initiative and, and it's already happened a guy named chris Kashtanova, i believe wrote a book, gained a copyright for the book. It's called Zara, Z-A-R-Y-A, Zarya, Zara of the Dawn. The thing is, he received a copyright for art that had AI in it. Now, 
The Copyright Office has since revoked the copyright. We talked about this, I think, last show of of the past year. They've gotten rid of the copyright. But is this going to be their job now? I know. Chasing down computers? Oh, it's awful. And you talked about off-air, and I just bring it up real quick. Uh, the idea that, do we really want to put this to Congress? Do you remember when they talked to the guy who was in charge of TikTok? Uh-huh. And like three people called it TikTok. Uh-huh. Or made some kind of a statement that the app is nothing like this. I'm, I'm sorry. This is going to have to be something made by musicians and presented, and they're going to either have to pass it or not because they don't know what they're talking about. Well, I can see a brand new major uh, coming out of this as well. You're going to have a lawyer who has a computer science degree. I can't I can't imagine it isn't already happening. And, you know, combine the two because you're going to have to be able to go to, to court and yeah. deal with this. Yeah, because somebody is going to... I, look, I can if, barely talk about it. Look, this is if, crazy to me. If AI occurs and the AI song goes to number one for 17 weeks, you don't think the person who had a hand in creating the AI software isn't going to come try to put their hand out? I just want to know where the money is. That's right. Let's do seven days and 70 seconds. Here be the dates. May 22nd through May 28th. You got Monday, Tammy. Go. May 22nd, 1958. Jerry Lee Lewis arrives in London for a tour, but the press soon finds out that his bride, Myra Gale Brown, is only 13. And she gave it away. I'm his, I'm his wife. What? I'm his cousin. What? I'm his wife. May, I'm his cousin. May 23rd, 1967, the first cover of a Beatles song hits the charts. Ella Fitzgerald recorded Can't Buy Me Love, and it went on the UK chart. May 24, 1997, Hanson's Mbop hits number one. And guess what? Uh, May 24th. I'm going to have to buy flowers on that date, aren't I? Uh-huh. Yeah, whose birthday is it? It's your mama's birthday. It's my mom's birthday. She'll be 88. Am I right about I that? I think you are. Wow, gosh golly. Good, uh, good genes in yeah, your family. I'll tell you what, they fit well, too. May 25th, 1952, West Side Story's soundtrack hits number one in the Billboard album charts. going to hang there for 54 weeks. May 26, 1996, Eric Clapton's house catches fire, and he has to be stopped by firemen to stop running back into the house to save his lovely guitars. Yeah, I would do the same thing. I know you would. Yeah, I May, would knock you out, May man. May 27th, 2022, ABBA's virtual show opens in London. People pay money to watch avatars sing songs. And you don't think this AI is going to run into trouble? May 28th, 1958, Buddy Holly shows up for his draft notice, but his eyesight stinks so bad that it keeps him out of the military. Our son is the same way. Our son is exactly the same way. He couldn't join if he had to. His eyesight is that terrible. Well, he would shoot more than the enemy. <laughs> You're probably right. Domo origato, Mr. Roboto. Here on Rock School. Coming into the second break, how in the heck do you do this? It's ridiculously simple. Amper music. Go grab it.
Go grab it. It's an app. You can get it any darn time you want. It does not require, this is what it said on the page, does not require knowledge of music theory or composition to use as it creates musical tracks from pre-recorded samples. Therein lies another major problem. Universal Music Group, UMG, one of the big, big, big people have asked all platforms to not use their music. Don't use our stuff to create the palette by which your machine then creates music. So how, what do they do? They, they, the computer has to know it can't use? It has to have some kind of a base. I, I still teach web design, believe it or not. And one of the things I teach the kids is every computer screen has a palette of 256 colors. They are the non-dithering colors, if you want to get real specific. And it's through those 256 that every other color is made, 17.6 million different colors. Here's the thing. None of this music can be created out of whole cloth. It's got to base it on something. And that's what UMG is asking. Don't do it. And it's stated in their statement that they will not hesitate to protect their copyrights. And you know what that means. They're going to drag you into court kicking and Yeah, screaming. they will. Avaya, A-I-V-A. It's free. It's an AI music generator. Uh, it's known for doing soundtracks for ads, video games, movies, more. Now, here's the thing. Everybody wants this AI. Why can't machines just clean my house? Why can't this? Why can't that? Look You've got to stop and ask yourself, if this is helping you dramatically, who is it harming? Who is going to lose their job right. because of this? I mean, you got to know it's only a matter of time. There's, a, there's a, a candy shop down the street from us. I mean, they make candies. It's called Elmer's. Around Easter, you probably have eaten an Elmer's egg. They're really good, actually. What happens, and I'm not saying they're going to do this, but what happens if all of a sudden AI can run the whole thing? How many people are going to lose their job? And there's a lot of employees. A lot of people. I hope that it never happens, and it's not happening. Don't Please don't pick this up and report that Burns said that they're going AI. But what happens if it did? You know? It would be bad. Soundful. S-O-U-N-D-F-U-L. It uses AI to generate royalty-free background music at the click of a button for your videos, your streams, your podcasts, and more. This at least seems somewhat helpful. So you want to put something up on YouTube, but you don't want to run into their copyright strike? Here you go. When this soundful spits it out, they say right off the bat, it is not something that carries a copyright. And you can't copyright it. Uh, Boomy says here, you set the parameters and it makes a song. Amadeus, it relies on AI and contains what they claim are most every chord progression and it creates new structures of music. Do, 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 These do. things have to be flying off the shelf right now. I'll be honest, I haven't downloaded any of them for one reason and one reason alone. Yeah. I, th I think I would start to rely on them and I do not want that. Right. I do not want that. And it's the how, best I can hey, come up how with. do you yeah. stop them from picking up your music? I can't. To be honest, I am so I am I am nothing more than a hobbyist. Uh-huh. I would probably be happy if they took my music. I, I hate to say that because you well, know Well, that's the other side of the coin. I know. I would love for someone to do something with it. Oh my God. You know, Even nickel, AI? Nickelback to pick <gasps> up my stuff. So, but here's, here then lies the question. Okay, 
AI has reached out and they've grabbed my entire new album. Okay, which, by the way, is called Tools of the Trade. Go to any streaming service, search Joe Burns Tools of the Trade. Let's say they grabbed it all. And the song I played to start the entire show, if the computers are down, somebody uses that middle section, and they use that through AI, and it's recognizable, and they have a number one hit. Would you and I employ the workings of a lawyer? Oh, I don't think so. Oh, wouldn't you? I no. would. Why? Hey, it's a number one hit. There's got to be some coinage at the end of it. Aren't you just happy? Aren't you just happy? Isn't it enough to be happy? Do yeah. you need money for everything? Yes. Well, now you look, you poked a hole in the argument. That's And that's the way all of this is going to go. It's one of these things where you, you no longer can make a living except as a local person. A troubadour in a bar. You know, a guitar and a microphone. That's it. That's it. A troubadour in a bar. Uh, or busker. I've heard it that way as well. I like Troubadour better. Who's listening to us? WHFC, Harford Community Radio. Lovely. Back in a minute here on Rock School. Simply because of time, we're going to have to make this the last break. Somebody said this to me at my university, and it, it seemed correct. This 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 chat GPT, there's already like two or three new versions out. And from what people have told me, it's like going from a Chevette to a BMW. It's just going to get better and better. So why learn? It's just all there for you. I need this. We'll do this, blah, blah, blah. The reason they said why learn is because if we start using AI, all human knowledge stops here because AI can only use what came previous to it. I just think the quickest way to do it is to disallow anyone to profit off of something that AI created. Now, the companies that made the software, yeah, I think they should. Ask your 99 cents or your 20 bucks or what have you for the apps. But if I create something and I want to copyright it, that's fine. But you can't profit off it. It goes back to putting taxes on a hamburger but subsidizing a salad to make Americans eat more salads. Right, right. You know, da-da-da-da-da-da. There was a a neat little blog that I got interested in called Toman.detomana, and he said we absolutely should not fear AI for two reasons. Number one, computer help has been used for a year. Look, it's a common argument. One of the things I say to my students all the time is variables, man, variables. So if you're going to talk about computer help, you, you could go all the way back to the calculator. You could go back to Excel. It was still a human doing it, and these projects just helped. AI is far more of a variable. It just doesn't help. It can do it. Why do I need you anymore? So that's a nice argument, and it is. It makes people feel good, but variables, man. Variables. And number two, AI can never replace human emotions. I don't believe that. I believe... We are going to create more and more and more that tracks who we are specifically so specifics can be offered to us. You know, your wall should be this color. You know, you would love this song right now. 
you would really like this. Well, we're getting right suggestions all the time. Yeah. Anyway, I, I right? think I think what would be neat, and this this comes around with everybody. Um, wanting to be referred to a certain way, pronouns and all of that, and you can't remember somebody's name or a story, what have you. Imagine if we all wore glasses or had the brain thing put in, so when you come up to a human being, you can see over on the right, this is the human's name. You know them through this, and their pronouns or what have you. Whether you believe in the pronouns or not, I think it's just a respect thing. But the fact is, you can lay out for somebody, this is who I am. And then make the decision whether you wish to have it promoted or not promoted. I mean, I would like it. I just want to be able to call all my students by their names. Golly, how do you know who a, who's a jerk? I, you don't. That's, you don't. Yeah. I mean, as a human, you can kind of go, eh, yeah. that person's a jerk and you can avoid them. Or it happens that they're a jerk. See, all this AI just takes what has already happened and builds upon it. Uh-huh. So if a person's a jerk to you twice, it could very well say, hey, Fred's coming up here. You might want to avoid Fred. Oh, okay. Fred is three Lovely. streets over. You might want to take a right here and uh, avoid Fred. Yeah, it, you know, it, it does. It, it, it can never replace human emotions. Well, it can't now. What about 2025? What about 2030? I don't know. It's a common argument, but I wonder if the audience cares. You got to know that a music company would love to create hit songs that cost little more than a piece of software. No Uh pesky artists who want something silly like, you know, to be paid. And just going back to the beginning of the, the show, my daughter didn't care. It's not by a human, it's by AI. Eh, good song is a good song is a good song. She's also 16. Well, she is the she next generation she coming up. She doesn't have her uh, adult brain yet. She is the next generation coming up. If you want to look at it, humanartistrycampaign.com. Once again, humanartistrycampaign.com. There's a petition. If you want to sign it, do it. Uh, at least go look. At least see what they say. You'll be shocked at how many major groups have signed on to this, but it's up to you whether you want to actually uh, put your name onto the uh, onto the, the the petition there. So, look, we're just simply out of time. My name is Joe Burns. I'm Tammy Burns. Here's Neil Young, Computer Age. It's coming. It's coming. And by the way, it's already happened that an AI system has created an entirely new Joe Rogan podcast. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he talked about it on his show uh, it, with a guest and everything. And it sounded like Joe Rogan. No. Here's a question. Mm-mm. Did we even make this show? Did we even make this show? Classes dismissed. <laughs>